Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Brave Worship, episode 25. You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. It's almost Christmas. It's December. We're drinking our Mule Town coffee. Cheers. Cheers this morning. Cheers on the Mule Town. Yes, we love this. I was just pondering this morning how we both have husbands that deliver coffee. Yeah. And what did you say after that? <laughs> I was like, is this a coincidence or are we high maintenance or something? <laughs> that couldn't be it, right? Mm-mm. Could not be. Are you it. kidding me? No, it's just this crazy coincidence. Somehow, I know. we both have these very supportive husbands. How amazing! I don't know how we do it. Yeah, and then right after that, you were saying Eric. <laughs> yeah. So our great grandma. This is a side note. Uh, grandma Millie, right? No, no grandma, grandma Mary. Mary. Marion. Marion. Mm-hmm. That one. She used yeah. to have this scraggly dog that looked exactly like the dog from the original Annie movie, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And when she would want to call for it, she would go, Shandy! Shandy! Exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah. And the dog would come. Yeah. That it would definitely come. I mean, anything would come when you called it like yes. that. Any, anybody, I mean, she had anything. goats running to her doors. Which is why I was... <laughs> Why I was trying to call Eric earlier to find out what episode this was by going, Eric! But he just figured it was the podcast, I think. He I didn't think come. so. I think he, he never just figures, came. well, they're up to their usual routines. I have to turn these lights off. They're blinking. Okay. So that they're talking about great grandma reminded me about what the funny other thing that her funny other quote that she said to Buddy would be. Yeah, let's little. hear it. She so, was really complimentary. Let's just put it that well, way, yes, right? Yes, she was. Yes. She, With uh, a special Our brother used to have that haircut. Um, what would you call it? <laughs> it was like uh, split even... down the middle in the front, but oh, then yeah. it was like floppy and long and then underneath shaved, right? I think so. So we had like a colic in the front, right? Yeah. And then... And sort of like the Jetsons, like in the front. <laughs> I mean, the mom on the Jetsons, you know what I yes, mean? Yes, yeah. It yeah. was just that long haircut that was cool back in the... 80s. Yeah, late 80s. Yeah, little boys. so it was kind of... It was cool. Long. So we get to the nursing home to see great-grandma. <sighs> yeah. And she's pretty much in her bed most of the time by this point, right? Yeah. She didn't lose any of her spunk. Oh, no, she didn't. Not one iota. No. And so we get there, and she was like, <laughs> to Buddy, I like your haircut. And he was like, okay. And she's like, can't tell if you're a bird, a boy, a dog, or a bush. <laughs> Is that what it was? A boy, a girl, a dog, or a bush. <laughs> a, boy, a boy, a girl, a dog, or a bush. <laughs> I don't know where I got bird. <laughs> you're poor mixing buddy. it up with another Mrs. Foster story. Oh, yeah. yeah. So poor buddy. I think he's still scarred by that. I but. got scarred too. 
Yeah, she said some pretty good, good compliments. But anyways, hopefully we will only be quite during so our honest. most, you know, self. What do you call it? Aware times yeah. of our lives. That's the only just time. very insecure. Yeah, and, that's you know, the only time. Lots of changes, she, yeah. and then that's then when she that's would it. swoop in like a knight in shining armor <laughs> and tell you. So we still have a lot of things to laugh about, don't we? We do. Yeah, with but she did give me a shoehorn once, so that was cool. I think it was Christmas. So we used to go down there for Christmas sometimes. You probably don't remember that. Barely. Um, but they had a house and it was tiny and they were so poor. And they'd give us an orange and a candy cane for Christmas. Whoa. Yeah, yeah that was before me. For and sure. sometimes a comb. So shoehorn, I mean, come on. Like that's like major upgrade. That was an upgrade. I didn't even know what that was. I was like, what is a shoehorn? And then you found out. I found out. You still <laughs> have it? I wish I still had it right now. <laughs> right now it would come in handy. Now it would be great. <laughs> Trying to squeeze my kids' shoes and some, or kids' feet in some shoes. Yeah. Which, speaking of, we both just found out today that we both got boots for Christmas. Yeah. You I get... almost got snuck mine out and wore them the other day and then quickly put them back in the box. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I didn't. I waited. I made myself wait. You got Uggs- Uggs-ish. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. And I just got old-looking boots. I just wanted ones that looked like antique kind of, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're new. Those will be great for <laughs> costuming and <laughs> many different... I'm picturing, like, Little Women, the movie, with the lace-up boots. No. Okay. It's not like that. They're short, and they kind of fall out in the front, sort of. You know what I mean? Like Cute. Yeah. I don't know. I'll show you. Super cute. Hard to explain. But... While we're talking of Christmas, well, yeah. we're having our Nordod's Christmas party tomorrow night. We are. I can't wait to give you guys your presents. I'm excited. Well, you already know what yours is. I already oh, bought yeah, you yours. I do. I'm excited but about there's that. There's one more you don't know. But anyways, um, so growing up, we'd always joke around, ha ha, steak and lobster. Let's have steak and lobster. It was always a big joke because we knew we could never <laughs> like probably do it, right? <laughs> right. So... You don't see a lot of lobster in the tundra of Michigan in the middle of winter anyway. (laughs) No, you don't. So we are going to, in honor of that, have steak steak and lobster. lobster. That's what we're doing tomorrow We better get it together. I got to go to the grocery store. How are we even doing that? We haven't even talked about it. We'll figure it it out. This is the store away. Okay. We'll figure it right out and we'll be good. Wow. This is definitely caffeinated. I'm feeling very... I knew it was going to be a fast talking one today. Here we are, everybody. Sorry, we're caffeinated. We're caffeinated. Talking fast. (laughs) Yes, we are. Oh, man. I love it. So we're super excited this week about a new release and we want to share a little bit of the story about that, right? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. I can't even believe... your idea. New release is associated with anything I'm doing that's so crazy. Yeah. Just to think. Yeah. We are gearing up. There's going to be some new stuff coming out um, starting now, really, with Brave Worship. And so we're really excited. And we feel like we're kind of called to bring some um, worship songs that are in female vocal range Mm -hmm. and also similar heart, right? Yes. um, It's just some sometimes there's something beautiful about having that female touch in and what you're delivering when you're a female, mm-hmm. you know, like being able to relate to it and associate with it. And um, there seems to be a need for that for what we from what we can see. Right. Yeah. 
I would say for sure. I mean, I was just thinking about this the other day, how many times I had to look for songs that were fast or specific for something or yeah. whatever, planning even for worship or stuff that was kind of out there that people were like, oh, how come we never do, you know, whatever yeah. song and just trying to translate that into a vocal that would work for female. And, right. Um, you're right. Sometimes it's a key thing and it's weird. It just vocally doesn't feel right. And other times it's like a heart thing. Yeah. But then when you would grab a hold of something that was written for the female voice or by uh-huh. a female and you just like can slide into that song and it just clicks and it works, you know, yeah. and there's something different about that. So I'm for sure excited about us being able to bring forth some songs that come from yes. a female community mm-hmm. that come from, and not that it has to be all that, but it's just not going to be opening yeah. up the ability to lead and mm-hmm. have some of the benefits that you would have if you were male, right? you know, like just... Yes. There's no reason why every song should be written for a male voice. Not every leader out there is male. Right. And I have a feeling there's some people listening to this right now that are a leader and they're a female. <laughs> I know? have a feeling too. I know. It's like this crazy feeling. Yes. I just got a text that Chili's has free chips and salsa today in case anyone was worried about that. Ooh, we should get this podcast out immediately <laughs> so it doesn't expire. <laughs> Merry hurry Christmas from Brave. Um, if you go to like, Chili's, ask for free up? chips and salsa. Yes. I Brave will Chili's, get you do it. chips and salsa. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, so, yeah, but I think that's so right. And you know what else? As a writer, I feel like um, what's important from my perspective is for the church to connect with the heart of the writer. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm and the leader too, all of them. But I almost feel like, um, you know, it's worth getting to know your writers and then getting to, you know, connect with them on more than one song, like continue to follow them and see what they're putting out if you connect with their heart, you know? And I feel like that's, um, from my perspective, something I'm hoping to do is basically form a relationship with these congregations and some level of community, you know, with them. Um, I love that. that Well, and that allows you too. like, if they're looking for a certain kind of song, if you Mm -hmm. develop that kind of relationship, you know, even like when Natalie came a couple months ago, right? And Mm -hmm. New Life was looking for fast stuff. And for us all to sit down and hash something out, it's like, that makes sense. Why aren't we working together? Right. You know, so I love that. Yeah. Good thought. I'm putting down a couple notes because I don't want to forget. Okay. Because I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think we should do that. I do too. And I think when you're just in the local church, you think these writers are untouchable. You would. I yeah. never, ever would have thought of like emailing somebody and being like, hey, I love this song that you wrote. Do you yeah. have anything for this? Right. Like, but why not? That's, why I think, can't what's we up do and that? coming. Or, hey, can you fly out and write with our church writers group? You know, stuff yes. like that. Like, Become a part of that community. And that's, I think that's where our hearts are going, me and you, you know? I love it. Yeah. Um, we don't want to feel like we're so far away from no, our listeners. Because it's the church, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. of it is the church and all of it, like, I think we're really bent towards supporting the local church. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to just be in one location. It's right. all over the place and it's, it's all of us together, you know? Yeah. So. And it's no longer the climate where you have a guest person come in necessarily very often, you know, where we would travel and do concerts or anything like that. But it's more about this time is more about churches raising up their own. And I think that's actually better, mm-hmm. you know, and and in that way, then if we could partner with them in whatever way, if you use a song or if we help you, you know, write something or whatever, Um I think that's a really good way to steward the music yeah. side of things. I agree. So so cool. 
Yeah. Very fun. So um, let's talk about the song. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go and get to be a part of a Christmas event that's been happening for, I want to say, like 17 years. Called? Pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> called the Pizzazz, the Christmas Pizzazz. Um, at the church where I was first on staff, uh-huh. which is now called Legacy Church mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and so I was really excited about it. One of the things that I love to do and I encourage you guys listening to do is to keep that good relationship with churches that you serve at you yes. know, so that you don't burn bridges so that you can enter back in and continue to mm-hmm. do ministry through the years, you know? Right. And I've loved that about this church. They've been so good um, to I love that church. Just let us come back sometimes, you know? Yeah. So I was excited to do it, but I just kind of felt like um, I wanted to write something to bring in, uh-huh. you know, and I mean, you probably barely remember this, but you and I, the first time we ever co-wrote something was for that church. Oh, Do you remember? I mean, mm-hmm. it would have been like 15 years ago, probably now, but we were doing an Easter. Um, oh, yeah. It was, I guess, musical, mm-hmm. but it was like something I was sort of piecing together and writing mm-hmm. as we went. And so you and I wrote some stuff that was like bridging different you know, pieces together. Yes. So um, anyway, I think that was kind of cool. But I wanted to write something and the idea that kept spinning around in my mind, and I think I've got voice memos on it way back to like October. Uh Uh-huh. Because for me, that's like way before Christmas. (laughs) It's probably really not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Was, you know, I, if you, if you know me, you know that I've got four little boys. Mm -hmm. And um, I had the first three, they were five, seven, and nine, and then all of a sudden we found out we were going to have the fourth. Right. And so there was such a big gap there. And we kind of always knew we wanted four kids or we would love to have four kids, but uh-huh. the gap was getting so big and it was so hard to have three kids. Right. <laughs> it was kind of like, I don't know if we'll ever actually do this, mm-hmm. you know? And we were living in your basement at the time, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> trying to build a house, and we had just moved to Nashville. Like, there was mm-hmm. just a lot going on. Um but anyway, we find out we're having this baby and mm-hmm. he's born and I don't know what it is about the last one, but it was different mm-hmm. and it was cool to get to see the older three just reactions to him because uh-huh. they had been so close together. They were just like, what is that Oblivious. if another one was born? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it's been cool to see that. Mm-hmm. But it was also like Chris and I were cherishing every moment where yeah. the other three were sleeping through the night in their own bed at seven months. This one won't get out of our bed. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's over a year old. You know, like just right. all these things that um that you do when you're trying to like do this perfect parenting and you're just getting right. started, it just changed. And it wasn't yeah. like I had to really think about that because I'm like, it's not that he's favored or that he's it wasn't that, mm-hmm. but it was like all of a sudden you have this last one and, and it makes it changes your perspective on every kid that you have. Mm. It makes you realize, oh my gosh, this one's growing up so fast and we've mm-hmm. got to invest in the time in this one and this one and this is happening. And mm. um, so <clears throat> it was just a change of perspective, I think, mm-hmm. for me, you know? And so I spent a lot of time and this, I think the season in which we had him too was a gift because I had a lot more free time than I'd ever had right. during the births of the other ones or when they were babies. And mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time holding that baby, mm-hmm. hours holding mm-hmm. this child. Yeah, and he loves his through, mom. Yeah, through every nap Aww. and every, you know, just all day mm-hmm. and just napping with him and all those things people actually tell you to do, I did them this time, mm. you know. Um, and so I don't know, I just kept thinking about what it's like to see a child in this light mm-hmm. um, and to be cherishing those moments and really like present, I guess. I feel mm. like the first few I wasn't present because I was so busy. 
Right. And so being present and then thinking about what it must have been like to be Mary, like, let's say she Mm. was that present. Let's say she had enough wits about her to just, you know, be thinking of those moments and to be watching him sleep and all of these Mm. things. And then, yeah, there's this element that it's like, oh, by the way, he's God. By the way, she has no idea what's coming down the line for him. Yeah. You know, you think of like the Passion of the Christ movie, like she didn't know that. Yeah, she could have known. Maybe she knew it was going to be hard. Maybe mm-hmm. she knew it was going to be different and weird. And she had already been through the, you know, having to deal with the fact that she was pregnant and not right. married and some of that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So then you and I sat down and started talking about this. Didn't yeah. We? Well, and I think it's really a song that any mom that can can relate to, like, just those moments, you know, where you're up late through the hours of the night with the baby and, and you're so tired, but yet at the same time, those moments are some of the most beautiful moments that you have with that baby, you know, and just taking in the sights and smells and not all the smells. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like the, the smell of ones. baby heads. <laughs> yeah, like just like um, just letting yourself experience the wonder, mm-hmm. you know, of that. And and I, I think, you know, Mary seemed like an incredible person when you read her response um, to what the Lord wanted to do in her life. I think she would have been somebody I would like to be friends with, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but she was a mom, just like us. And <clears throat> between us, we've got seven kids. And I know there's a lot of moms out there, and we've gotten responses even just sending this song out. Um, I'm so enjoying listening to this song with my baby boy this Christmas. And honestly, there's nothing like having a baby at Christmas Mm -hmm. time. There's just something really sweet about that. You just can relate to Mary and the Christ story in a totally different way than any other time of the year. And, um, so those of you with moms out there, um, wait. I mean, babies. (laughs) You all have moms. Congratulations. No, but those of you with babies this Christmas, let this song um, just pull your heart into that place of wonder, you know, Mm -hmm. because it is a fleeting time. I've got an 18 year old. We're getting ready to send off to college, which is crazy. I can't believe it. It feels like yesterday I was holding him in the rocking chair thinking, how much longer before he'll go back to sleep? You know, mm-hmm. some of those times, because it is a tough thing um, staying up through those late hours. But there's something that you're depositing in that child that you can't yet see. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. So take it in. Mm. That's so true. I mm-hmm. love it. And um, <clears throat> I love how you always say there's something about a baby at Christmas. And I think it's true, you know? Yeah. And I just still feel like I have a baby at Christmas, even though this he is, is my He's our Christmas. baby. I'm sharing him with you. <laughs> For us, too. But I, you know, one of the things that I like that ended up coming out from the song was mm-hmm. that it's from a mother to her son, but it's also from a woman to her God. Yes. You know? And just the idea that it's like all of us kind of like really cherish our yeah. children and our babies, you know, but she, like for her to be able to just w- literally worship she is her kid totally because it's also God, like different perspective than any of it's us. It's totally different. It's totally different. You know, what's really weird. There is something in the human heart that adores their children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she had like, had to have a double dose of that. Mm hmm which is crazy. And she could, 
Like, she was allowed to. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't really worship our children, right? I know. But she should. <laughs> but she can. She should. <laughs> yeah. It was different for her. And and that's kind of what we tried to write, I think, in the song. And, and as we were, we were sitting right here in this room mm-hmm. over there, um, and things just began to come out. So, like, on that first verse, we were talking about his eyes. And... um. You know how when you stare at a baby, they like stare at you forever. They don't blink and they don't stop looking at you like this. Yes. Staring contest. And um, it's just so sweet because they don't know any any different. Like that's so comfortable for them. And um, and it's as if they've known you all along, right? Yeah, exactly. We've we've kind of experienced that with our babies. Yeah. Um, but then the twist in that verse is and somehow there's kindness for all the world hidden inside mm-hmm. his eyes. Um yep. then verse two we talk about his hands holding tight. Um every time that he feels mine. Mm-hmm. And then somehow there's strength. Strength to hold the world hidden inside. How amazing would that be? It's crazy because he's this little yeah. baby. Yeah. But yet you know he's got the whole world. You yes. Know? He can hold the whole world. And then my, I think my favorite verse is verse three where we talk about um, watching his chest. And that was kind of one of your main thoughts coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, watching his chest rise and fall, knowing it holds the heart of God. Yeah. And somehow there's love for all the world hidden inside. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That would be so amazing. And I've probably, I've gotten so much feedback about that concept of the heart of God is in this little baby baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then the chorus, we talk about how it's just a wonder. He's her savior, my savior and my son. And, um, I haven't heard it said like that before, but you know, sometimes the Holy spirit just moves in a co-write and you just hear things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will ask, how do you write? Do you come up with the, lyrics first or the the melody or I mean the main thing about writing is you just listen to the Holy Spirit and I think the more you practice listening um the more clearly you can hear him in a co-write but mm, that's a good thought practice mm-hmm, listening mm-hmm. and so I think we just heard him you know yeah um but that concept was was definitely straight from him I haven't heard it no before. I haven't either so yeah, it felt like definitely Holy Spirit moment, but um so and then we got to throw in some something a little old school in there. Oh yeah. That was cool. Yeah. You might just talk about I, it? it just felt like it, it you came were right out that. of it. Yeah. You know, like it just was like a response to mm-hmm. what she was seeing, you know, and that's for me where it became real that it's like yeah, she's just sitting there like soaking in every minute, every moment, yeah. every like you what were the saying, angel smell, every breath. But and... then it's just like there's that point where there's just you're overwhelmed, like you would be in any worship time, you know? She was worshiping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it r- sort of reminded me of her response, like Mary's song, you know, after the angel came and yes, just her response and um, was basically, yes, you know, how awesome. So that was sort of that old hymn. And I always love songs that have a little flavor of an old hymn because they feel familiar. It brings you back to familiar, um, which I feel like this does too. So I love that. Yeah. 
So we hope you guys enjoy listening to that song. And especially if you've got your Christmas baby in your arms, turn that on and rock <laughs> yes. them a little longer. Rock them one more song for us. That's right. Right? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, and it's it's been really fun to get to work on a song with you, Mary. Yeah, it's been a long it's time. It's been great. Thanks for doing it. You did a great job on the vocals. Thanks. And special thanks to Daniel Kinner. Yeah, who he did a good job. Everything. He did a really good job. Yeah. It was fun. So, um, Merry Christmas, everybody, from Brave. Yes, Merry Christmas. And um, we hope that you get steak and lobster. Yes, we do. <laughs> we really hope you do. We will talk to you guys again in the new year, but for now... Enjoy your babies this Christmas. We're so thankful for all of our listeners and look forward to some fresh new things coming up ahead in this new year. We're so excited to announce some new things in January. Our 2018 is going to be awesome. Can't wait to do it with you guys. You have to say all the things. Okay. All the things. Connect with us on Facebook at Brave Worship. Also Instagram, Brave Worship and BraveWorship.com. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Bye. All the treasure untold in this wonder I hold. All the mystery to come. My Savior and my Son. listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship Conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more.
The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.